Hello and welcome to episode nine of D Hoop University's podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D Hoopster. And I'm excited. We have another round of playoff power rankings being revealed on this episode. That is the crux of this episode, along with Shiva and I's take at the All-NBA teams, which if you haven't done it, it will question what you think about this game and how you <laughs> feel about guys on a really deep level. So that was a really interesting exercise. You'll want to stay tuned for the fun fact at the very end of this episode. I'm going to put that out on social media as well. But in other words, let's get it started. I'm here with Shiv, and we have got a number of lists that we're going to release to you. We've done some crunching of the numbers and of the names and put some thought into it, put some research behind it. Like we're proud and ready to present this in front of the class. So let's, let's kind of get right into it. Today we had four games again as round one continues and a full week and some change in round one. Only one series is wrapped up. All the other ones are at least alive for the moment. Can't really get ahead of ourselves too much. What was your highlight of the day? I'm not going to say the Kings-Warriors game, just because I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that, but I'm going to go with the Boston game. That was a great, great game for me personally. I enjoyed it. I think it was pretty tight start to finish, and obviously when you watch your team respond to adversity on the road, you're going to leave feeling pretty good about, about yourself. I'm catching a uh, I'm catching a curveball here. Let's let's start there because I want to hear your argument or I want to hear your takeaways from the game because that was the game today where I was out and about. Yeah. So I want to see if anything you say has like a last minute 23rd hour impact on where I have Boston and what I maybe might want to reevaluate. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think we probably have Boston around the same area um, for our power rankings. But I just want to say when people see a matchup like two versus seven or one versus eight, they inherently assume that the score differential will be really large um, because you're like, OK, it's a two seed versus seven seed. So I expect their offensive and defensive execution to be better. I expect their coaching to be better. I expect their roster construction to be better. And I just expect them to be a level or two better than this team that barely made the playoffs because they're, they're a lower seed. Um, and then people get shocked when those teams wake up for the challenge for whatever reason. Yeah. You're at Boston. And not only are you like, forget the legendary franchise stuff, you know, all the history behind Boston, they're a good team right yeah. now. They've been a good team for half a decade, if not longer. Yeah. People are going to wake up and want to beat you. And you're going to field every generally going to field everyone's best punches. And when a game like this gets close down the stretch, people don't realize that one team has to execute in order to win the game. And every 100%. time every time Atlanta would cut the lead from 12 to like eight or like 10 to six. Boston would respond, whether it was Okonkwo picking up his fifth foul and then Jalen Brown immediately after he hits both free throws, 
goes right at him on the baseline, misses the layup, gets the tip in, stay aggressive. It's Tatum ISO three, Brogdon pick and roll mid-range jumper, Robert Williams lob. They just have so many options and avenues of ways to respond that it makes them a challenging team. And that's why we have them near the top of our power rankings. So I feel good as a Boston fan about this performance. You come at home, you get to close it out at home and look ahead. Can you tell me what it was that triggered DeJounte Murray? I saw that too. I also am a little confused. I'm not actually sure what happened. Hmm. I just saw a video. I, I, I remember as soon as Boston won, I kind of turned off the game and I see on Twitter several hours later, he got in the ref's face or something. I don't Yeah, no, as soon as I got saw that personality clip, boom. As soon as I saw that, I was like, well, I was like, well, you can't do that. <laughs> and I don't know. I was like, was he, but did something really go wrong here? And it's like, no, not at the end of the game for, yeah, for that to come out. Like, yeah. So I was just curious about that. I didn't know if there was some chicanery that occurred. Oh, that was down that the stretch. Was yeah. But no, okay. I hear you. And that, that was what I would guess, you know, the summary of that to have been. And mm-hmm. what you said may or may not have influenced what I'll release in these rankings. But that's that's good to hear, it, you know, based off these Boston projections. And if that's the case, I don't see why they don't take care of this at in Boston game five. Right, right. With the crowd behind them and everything. You know, Philly's resting, so now there's that urgency. I think that starts to develop. I had a broom with Atlanta's name on it. So Yeah, you did. I'm, go- I'm going to have to recycle that one, pun intended. Um, I'm going to have to recycle that one. And good for them. They didn't get swept. I don't know <laughs> what that does for the get Trey out of here movement. Yeah. We'll look ahead we, to that. We shall in, see. In yeah, definitely. No, we definitely have some commentary about that. In, but I, I'm in, not shocked at all. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. I'm not shocked at all that Boston went there and got a W. Out of this, out of this homestand, great teams went on the road. It's what they do. They won a game seven on the road. Yeah, I think they're not, they're not phased by uh by Quavo and Gucci Mane sitting courtside. <laughs> That's a good one. Keeping it going because I, I really want to get to these rankings, kind of off the top. But the games that we that went on today factored into these final standings. Let, yeah. Let's let's head to Golden State. We have to touch on it because that felt winnable. Felt winnable. My oh my, did we get a shocker of an ending that we weren't really ready for? I don't think we're ready for that. I I watched the end of that game standing up, like in front of the TV, (laughs) (laughs) just to put some context on that. But Golden State survived. Man, they survived in a shootout. Against Sacramento, game four at home, final score 126-125. And I thought that Golden State would win this with a little bit more convincing fashion. Mm -hmm. And it didn't go down like that. Right. So, in my opinion, this, this series is very up for grabs. This game five is very up in the air. And whoever wins that game five 
has got to start all over and win a very tough game six if they want to, yeah. you know, finish this one out. Yeah. But that was a heck of a game. Where do you want to begin with that one? Because I, I fortunately, I think I saw every play of that game. So yeah. it, it was, I feel like it was a movie and I can kind of go on about it. So yeah. yeah, 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 no, definitely. I mean, I feel like every game of this series has been elite level basketball. Some series are way less cerebral in the first round, especially like you look at Brooklyn Philly. <laughs> like No, 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 no. That's actually the perfect, you know, preview of Knicks Cavs because we'll talk about that one after this. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, yeah, some like you know are really get your popcorn and some sometimes aren't. But for yeah. this year for the most part, we're seeing come on, you can't really be disappointed with the with the play so far. Mm-hmm. I think one thing to refer back to is episode that we we dropped this morning that we recorded last night. You said a player to watch was Keegan Murray. The young man. man. And I I brought it up. It wasn't to be like, man, let's look at how bad Keegan Murray's playing. It was to say, all right, if Sacramento, they didn't plan to come into this series and get nothing from him. So at some point, he's got to turn it around or the coach yeah. is going to try and make it a point to turn it around, but he's a good player. So his first couple of playoff games didn't go his way, but right. yeah, he showed up today. He showed he up did. today. And he I'm did. glad that we have that on record because I noticed it early and he hung around the entire game. He finished with 23 mm-hmm. on nine of 13 shooting five of seven from three, seven boards to go with it and kept Sacramento alive and what was a pretty emotional game. Yeah. It had a, an emotional ups and downs to it for both teams. I think uh, the coaching was, it was a really good coaching back and forth as well because Mike Brown, they could have, they could have gotten knocked down a couple of times. Oh yeah. And instead of even, you know, touching, you know, touching the ground, they, they stayed in it. They stayed up yeah. and they, they held and, they didn't let it get out of hand. They they really yeah. stopped the bleeding early. And man, I thought Golden State was kind of going to lay the hammer. And never it never came. really happened. They had everything yeah. going. Golden State had a great Jordan Poole game. Jordan yeah, they Poole did. finished with more than 20 tonight. He had 22, 22, 4 and 2. And we talked about that. I talked about that. In, and they were, yeah, they were really good games. minutes. It, it, this was 2022 Jordan yeah. Poole. This is, yeah. you know, the, the piece that the Warriors needed last year, Jordan Poole. And that was going. You had Clay making big shots. I oh, yeah. wanted to be to be critical of Clay, and I expressed some of that critique and what I felt like, you know, might have to be discussed if Golden State's having that discussion. But Clay is now as dangerous as you'd want him to be. 26 yeah. today on 15 shots. Yeah. Four of nine from three, four four from the line, 39 minutes. He's out there. He's engaged. And if he's at home, you know he's he's cooking. You know he's yeah. cooking. The the crowd's rooting for him. He like, wants everything to get going. Like Clay's lit. Like <laughs> Clay's lit. Is it is Clay had a great game. I mean, I know a lot of friends from back home in the bay who have been Clay wants to get it lit. Clay always wants to get lit. Clay stays lit. Um, but they've been critical of Clay all season because they just felt like his ability to individually carry the offense 
has obviously receded over the past few years, whether it's due to injuries, changes in game or whatever it may be. He's just not. I've been vocal about that as well. Right. But in, but then you, you, you factor in this idea, you know, he led the league in three-point makes this year. He had over 200. Right. And maybe that's Steph if Steph doesn't get hurt, but Clay did it. Not Trey Young, not these high volume three point shooters that we tend to initially think about. It was Clay. Clay did it. So On a, yeah, what would still pretty would still a kind of comeback vibe. Definitely. This is last year. If anything was the you know let's knock the rust off, but this year yeah. is the, all right. Let's see if he can do it for a full year, and he honestly yeah. has. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, so you factor in all these things. Steph was cooking. Absolutely cooking. Steph at Definitely. 32 Definitely. on 5 of 11 from 3. A couple of those were some long balls, you know? Yeah. Andrew Wiggins had a had a very, you know, needed 18, 8, re, eight rebounds, 4 blocks. He had an Andrew Wiggins game. That's what you need from him. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of energy. He, he was a, a good utility guy for him today. Draymond had an interesting stat line. 12, yeah. 10, and 7, you know, good st- good Draymond stat line. He was 3 of 14 from the floor, which I'm not concerned about because they were shots that I honestly thought were – I thought a couple of them were going to fall. And it was at home. It was in this game. Like, Draymond's not going to do that every game. So that's just a caveat of this game. But they had all that going, and Sacramento held in it. They held in it at every turn. And it's mostly – it's a lot of De'Aaron Fox. He yeah. finished with 38. This isn't the last time we're going to talk about him because in these all NBA discussions, that's a name for me that I'm not going to give it away yet, but that's a name that was amongst the discussion. Sabonis had 14, seven and eight, but he was out there and he was a part of some stretches where they held on the bench kind of held their weight again. Davion Mitchell had a good game. Malik Monk had a good game, but I was still surprised that Sacramento was hanging and it was yeah. mostly De'Aaron Fox. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he's a great point guard. So this, this, this matchup is. Oh, and it has to be mentioned. Steph pulled a Chris Weber with about 30 seconds left that left this game open. This yeah. game was essentially going to be put away. Golden state was up four or five at the moment. Steph gets the ball and kind of isn't working hard enough to get it across half court. Feels the pressure. It's like, I'm going to, but we're going to call a timeout, reevaluate. We need one bucket and this, this is done. The possession before that, Steph missed the shot. We're on commentary. They're like, and that's the dagger. And he missed it. And yeah. Sacramento stayed alive a little bit. And Steph Curry just calls this instinctual timeout. I look at the banner. We talked about what's on the screen when you're watching the game on this pod before. And I look, I don't see a timeout on the Golden State side. Yeah. And I'm like, did I miss the animation? Did it, did it already flash like that quick? And then a couple, a little bit later, they're like, we don't think Golden State had a timeout. It's like, hold on, hold on. And this game just turned. Fast forward, I'm sure we all saw it or, you know, know what happened at the end. And, man, it came down to the last shot. And Harrison Barnes, of all players, with the chance to 
Picking up right where he left off in 2016. <laughs> Picking up right where he – hey, he hasn't missed a beat in the in Without Harrison Barnes, Cleveland doesn't win that championship. Oh, man. Oh, man. Harrison Barnes. It, they, they had a good look, man. They had a good look. Dude, it end. was a good one. And it was one where it was in the air and you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, dude. I couldn't either. I thought it might have gone down. I was like, oh. It's Sacramento had no business being in that being in that spot, and they were because they got the technical free throw, and then De'Aaron Fox makes just a face down, like, mm. and he you said this too, good great point earlier about this narrative of let De'Aaron Fox shoot the three. If you're a numbers guy, I, I, maybe you have some argument to be heard. Just a basketball player, bro, but. We can't let De'Aaron Fox just shoot no. three. Yeah, at all, at all. I mean, this this is kind of the interesting thing. In the NBA, you have to learn how to play within a system that's pretty – that generally is like a pretty strict role. There's obviously freedom within that role, but you have to adhere to that mold, whereas in high school and college, you're just kind of hooping. And if you look at this guy in college, he was just a bucket getter. He, he was just a playmaking bucket getter. Yeah. It just so happens that he has nice handles and he fits in that point guard build, I guess. But yeah, I don't know, man. He's 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 there. He's carrying them. You need more from Herder, Herder, whatever it is. You do. Tavon, you do. Tavon Herder, like he is. This that's been needed. That's been needed this this series. And we we said, you know, hey, you think you wanted to do this up and down? transition three are the key fast-paced game all right let's see how you play against the warriors let's see how you do it against the warriors and i don't know i just still can't i i just kind of couldn't believe what i saw at the end of that game i was like wait this is coming down and you know this that happens in the playoffs we had another one of those in the nightcap oh yeah and we're gonna talk more about new york in our power rankings and whether or not they made the cuffs, but we're going to move past the Cleveland New York series just because this, we're just disappointed in Cleveland, but we knew this was a young team and they're a new team. And we'll talk more about New York because New York should be taken seriously. Yeah. Go as of now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. New York definitely deserves to be taken very seriously. And we said this on, I think either episode two or three, but we said we know what a Tom Thibodeau, what a, what a playoff Tom Thibodeau team looks like. Tough, veterans, defensive-minded, and fundamentally sound offensively. They run their sets. They run with deliberation, like with a deliberate attitude. And that's what they're doing to Cleveland. They're running their sets. Defensively, they're locked in. They're not worried about someone else's job or rotation. They're established within the flow of the game. And one thing that I think is helping them in this series that I mentioned in one of our earlier episodes was New York is an older team filled with guys who have made playoff runs but haven't had sustained success in playoffs. And when you can accumulate a bunch of guys who are not necessarily in their prime, but right. maybe in that latter portion of it, and they've been to the playoffs a couple times, you have something really special, especially in yeah. Collectively, you can reach a new you know high yeah. with that group of guys. Absolutely. And Brunson's show, and we said Jalen after we said after uh, we said after game one, Jalen Brunson might be the best player in the series, and it's looking that way. 
Yeah. Interesting one. Interesting one. And we don't want to overreact too soon to this Cleveland experiment because it's Don's first year, but weird one. Disappointing it would be would be the word so far. Hey, Cleveland has been down 3-1 before. You know, they mentioned that at least once or twice in the locker room. <laughs> hey, guys, we've been down 3-1 before. Who, and it's like I'm trying to think who said it in that locker room that might have been there. Like, maybe like the guy taping ankles. Yeah. It's like, I remember <laughs> when we were down 3-1 before, and it's like, dude, we don't have – Nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah, like – what do you do? It's like it's like the it's it that's like the alumni coming back for for homecoming, trying to make a frat reference, and it's like, dude, you're too old to be like the event staff is talking about that. Yeah, they're like, we remember when it was game six and we were down three one. They said we wouldn't come back. Yeah, and yeah. And we did like, Nobody in the locker rooms like, hey y'all, <laughs> like who's rallying that? Let's do it again. Team? And I don't know. Is this a coaching issue? Is this a coaching issue? Is this we a talked player? About issue? JB, we talked about bigger staff. That was one of the let's you know unproven set the uh, table going into the series. We we have Thibodeau and we have big staff. Yeah. So well, hey, if that. you want a defensive minded team, which is what the Cavs seem to be creating, I will just mention, and we'll talk about this at a later pod. But Frank Vogel is on the market. Frank Could Vogel, be- good guy in my book. Good guy in my book, NBA champ. He's had su- sustained sustained he's, success. He's a good guy in my book, but definitely let's talk about Denver. Yeah, man. Wow, Anthony Edwards, baby. This was a this was at the tail end of of my out and about evening, and pretty much as soon as I turned this game on, the choke commenced. I turned it on, and the choke switch flipped and I'm like what am I watching because this looks like Minnesota had this in the back and now he's got to finish and you know as the game narrows down the minutes tick away you're like all right now there's only there's only one or two ways this goes the other way yeah and like it has to happen now like the, the run has to happen that's like all right they missed that one all right like we're getting a little bit closer it's like oh wait if they get this stop yeah and that just kind of happened. Three. It happened back to back to back. And to circle back to our notes that we said we were going to come back to, one of my spots was Michael Porter Jr. And I can't speak to how effective he was on the night as a whole, yeah. just with my personal opinions on it. But he hit the needed jumpers to – keep Denver alive and force overtime and he did he like I said he had a good fourth quarter in game three in game two game three pardon me he had a good fourth quarter in game three so he might do it again and he did and really weird but how about that post-game interview with Anthony Edwards that felt like a breath of like fresh air it did I'm happy for him he Deserves to be in the playoffs every year with his talent. He's not even 22 years old. Just think about that. We're 26. He hasn't even, like, finished college if, like, he was a normal human being. And he just gave these guys, like, 40 a night ago. And now he's giving them 31 or 32 or 30, whatever he had, 30 plus. And 
it's just like, man, he cares. You can tell he just cares about winning so much. He cares about his team so much. He seems like a great teammate, incredible person to be around. He's so funny. He's charismatic. He works hard. Um, I'm happy for him, but Minnesota, man, get him like, like blow it up. Like he's young still. Maybe, maybe it involves a head coaching change. Maybe it involves some stability. I don't know, but you can't keep doing this to a kid who can clearly win you playoff games, period. Multiple playoff games. Yeah, you can't have a whether it's the the the, te- the players on the court, whether it's the coach, whether it's it's not Ant. It wasn't Ant tonight for sure either. But you can't have the guys that almost like force the sweep when you're just about to not get swept. You yeah. can't have like the group, somebody on that's responsible for us almost getting swept when this game was in the bag. Like, no, wait, there's still a way. <laughs> you got to hold somebody accountable for that. It's like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. But no, this isn't acceptable. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm glad they got a win, though. I, I made this is not the same. and But Anthony Edwards is in the playoffs for a second year in a row. He is getting, you know, playoff wins. Yeah. You know, at least one this year, multiple last year for the second year in a row. And those are good building blocks. Um, yes, I agree. I am actually looking up his draft class to compare. So Anthony Edwards went first, Lamelo went second. Has he seen the playoffs? He's seen the play in. Yeah, playing twice. He was hurt this year. Not no playoffs yet. The draft stomp. J- James Wiseman, he got a yeah. ring. <laughs> he got a ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick Williams has he seen the playoffs? Maybe last year, but he might have been also injured. So Isaac Okoro getting carried. Onyeko Kongu had a good game today. Your season's done. Killian Hayes, you haven't done anything. Obi Toppin, you're tasting the playoffs for the first time. You're a role player. Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, great individual talent. You're not seeing the playoffs. Aaron Neesmith, the Celtics carried you to the playoffs. Cole Anthony, love the post-game interviews. You're not getting to the playoffs. (laughs) Shevsky, you're not getting to the playoffs. Sadiq Bey, incredible season. Hope you enjoy Atlanta in the summer. You got carried. You also are going to be out of the playoffs. Tyrese Maxey, you've seen some playoff success, but that's his draft class, and he is by far the best player on that draft class, and he's carrying his own team to the playoffs. These guys haven't carried anybody. He's had so much success since 2020. You got to yeah. build on that. Anyways, I don't know why I just went on that that tangent, but what a loaded draft class that was. Tyrese, Maxey. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Maxie, no, I was no, no, I was not loaded. It's not loaded, but it's not bad. It, it, it wasn't. It's it's not that bad, but it's not loaded. It's pretty saturated with like guards that are like going to be foundational pieces for. Yeah, good draft, good draft. With with all <laughs> of that, let let's get into these power rankings, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Now, before we do. Let's just bring up what we had last week, and then, Ship, I will let you do the honors and go first. Yeah. 
All right. Um, I'll recap. Last week, my order went Boston, Denver, Philadelphia, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, Golden State, and then at eight, I had Phoenix. This week at one, I have Boston. Loss doesn't surprise me. They've maintained their dominance over the team. They executed well. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum both had 30-plus tonight. They're undefeated as a duo, and I think that's like the best record out of a duo minimum playing 20 minutes. So Boston's at one. At two, I have the Lakers. They seized some serious momentum against Memphis. They withstood a jaw tsunami and managed to reclaim home court advantage, and they look to do the same thing again. They look to do the same thing again, and I think they will because that Lakers team feels very comfortable at home. That crowd is engaged. It's good to see. um, It's good to see crypto. I was about to say staples. It's good to see crypto doing its thing back in the thick of things. So I've got Los Angeles at two. I have Denver at three. The loss knocks them down a spot from my original previous power ranking. Nothing to be concerned about, just more of a, I know Denver can't really close, and that's why I don't have much faith in them as these playoffs go through. But I expect them to beat Minnesota at uh, on the road and finish the series off. Yeah. Or at home. At home. They were at home. Um, four, I have Golden State. They're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do. They were going to win these two games. They're going to go into Sacramento feeling incredibly confident. They might steal that game five, and you got to play game six, Clay and Oracle. Good luck either way if you're Sacramento. I've got Golden State at four. At five, I have Phoenix. Phoenix has played incredibly well throughout these last three games of their series. KD and Booker have seemed to find to, to have found something. And obviously Booker is individually talented enough to play well within a team, but when he's the first option. And he just starts going. I think he has the most points by an individual in this play in these playoffs right now. The Clippers haven't found an answer for him. I like Phoenix. I'm interested to see how this they stack up against what is assumed to be the Denver Nuggets. So I have them at five. Originally, I had them at eight. I have Golden State at four. Originally, they were at seven. I have Denver at three. Originally, they were at two. I have the Lakers at two who were originally five, and I have Boston at one. They've maintained that top spot. Now, to round out my last three, I have Philadelphia at six. And you're probably wondering why I dropped them from three. That's because the status of Joel Embiid is unknown. If he's really that hurt, I don't like their chances a lot more against the Celtics. And even if he is healthy, Joel Embiid said it best. It's not a rivalry. They always kick our ass. (laughs) So I'm taking them at six. At seven, and it pains me to say this, I have Miami. I have Miami at seven. And here's why. Giannis not playing in game three, in my opinion, means that this back injury is a little serious. And they seem kind of fixated on going without him. I think Milwaukee's going to not play him again once more because they have a feeling it's serious. And if they drop that game, they're going to be in serious trouble. And Miami's playing well for the team that they're playing against right now. I got to give them credit where credit's due. Yeah. Um, so I've got Miami at seven. Ugh. And then at 
Eight, I have New York. I have the Knicks. New York in the house. New York, 3-1 right now. Jalen, we said um, after game one, Jalen Brunson might be the best player in the series. He is. Julius Randle looks like a man among boys at times in a, in a series that is filled with front court presence. Julius Randle is somehow managing to shine above them all. He is the he is the uh, the oak tree that is growing taller than his companions. And New York is back, baby. Spike Lee, you got John Starks in the building. Maybe we can see Patrick Ewing. Can we get some of the boys back? The Oakley brothers, hello. Yeah. Can we get a little 90s New York's Knicks like reunion? They're apparently at the garden. By all accounts, they are not in favor of that. (laughs) James Dolan, anybody? No, I dig it. I I have a lot of uh I have a lot of similarities to your list. I Noticed the trend. I was like, "Wow, this is a a long stretch of West Com- Western Conference teams." So I looked at my list and saw that <laughs> five out of the top six or however many are was the same way. So it, we we have a general we have a, a template that we both kind of stuck with for how we came in, and I'll run mine down to go along with you. And number one, you almost, you almost had me, you almost convinced, you almost changed my mind on this one. But at number one this week, I'm putting the Phoenix Suns up from, Ooh. up from off the list last week. And last week we only had one game to go off of, and they lost it. So yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was riding the hate train. Riding the hate train proudly. So what I've seen this week has been really convincing. In my like it gives me the the feeling of like who, if I'm being honest with myself, that team looks like a team that can be holding the title at the end, yeah. holding the trophy. Yeah. So it might be the only week that it's like that, but I think based off of this week, and it's not that Boston lost one game to Atlanta that's really sticking with me that I'm dinging them for, but I saw the premium version of Phoenix, and it came against this Clippers team, but it was going to freeze it where I saw it, and that stuck with me. So they'll have a challenge, and I think right now if they match up, if they come in to a Denver series next round, I don't know if Denver has smoke with with Phoenix. I don't think they do. Now, number two, I got the boys in green, Boston. They were number one for me last week, and they would have been number one again, but I'm just going to give Phoenix the slight nod because I still have slight reservations about the Celtics, and they haven't given me reason to become more concerned about them. But they're there. Other than that, they, they check all the boxes for me. I'm still convinced. I'm sold. I'm just really, you know, coming off of what I saw from Phoenix in a couple games against this Suns team, which sucks. But I felt like they might just find their rhythm against this Clippers team. And if they do, 
that could work to their advantage and they might get, you know, to the conference finals after that. So number two, I have Boston and I feel good about that still. I still feel most confident about them coming out of the Eastern Conference. And there's a big gap between them and the next Eastern Conference team on the list. At three, I have the Lakers. And Boston gets the nod over the Lakers because I'm more confident in their path. And Phoenix, I'm just going with what I saw this week. I like what the Lakers can do against that team, hypothetically. But I need to see – I just want to see them go down the right path a little longer before I, you know, invest all of the stock into them. They've got about 90%. So it's like, do I just send it and send everything else? I Do I just buy all the way in on what I'm feeling and, you know, ruling is it my heart versus head? Like, which one is right. it? So I'm going to put keep them at three. Another okay. good week. We'll see where it goes. So I have the Lakers at three because I think if they were in the series with the Nuggets right now, they'd come out on top. And the Nuggets are right behind them. Right behind the Nuggets, I have the Warriors, which I would think would be a toss-up. So I have right now Denver at four. Last Mm -hmm. week they were number two. And I think the reason that they've dropped is just because I'm starting to take the other teams a bit more serious. Whereas up until that point, we had no reason to discredit the Nuggets. And now I just want to see them against a higher caliber opponent so we can really start getting to it. And maybe they'll fade some more. Maybe they won't. But they're where they're at right now because still taking them seriously. The sweep would have meant something tonight, too. Didn't happen. Denver's at four. Golden State's at five, though. And I think you had you did have the Warriors at four. I like the Warriors at four. But they got to get out of the woods. I think they're still in the woods with this team. A little, they, they definitely haven't. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I feel you. and I. But I agree with you. I do think that they will take care of Sacramento, whether it's in six or seven. Six sounds really, really probable. But – this might this is starting to feel like seven yeah. because the Kings are in it and they haven't gotten games where, like you said, herders have gotten going really. They haven't gotten games where Sabonis has had a monster game. Yeah. They haven't had nights where Monk is clicking, Murray's clicking, Fox is clicking, like everybody's on the same page and just they've given it to them a couple times at home and they had a lot of energy. They were hitting some shots in those first couple games, but they're they're going back and that place is gonna be that Gnarly place is ready. Oh yeah. For oh, game yeah. 5. Oh yeah. So that's going to be a real Warriors win if they come away with that win in game 5 and yeah. right now I'm leaning towards it. And Sack is is looming, but Golden State is where I feel like they should be. We both have Philadelphia at 6. Nice. And we both had them Near the top three, you did in the last week. They were at four for me because I was getting a little worried about the secondary, the supporting cast. Now, Joel and Beads, a little questionable. I would even drop them lower, but they have time off until their next series. So, Joel's going to try and fight through it. And so far, the supporting cast has pulled their weight. So, 
I'm not ruling them out yet. I'm not. I'm. I'm very alarmed if we're talking, you know, big picture, and that's why they've dropped a six. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to get, you know, walked over just because Embiid's not 100% right away. 100%. So they're still there. And number seven for me, I have the Knicks. Ooh. I have the Knicks at seven because they are now just dangerous. They're yeah. just dangerous. At home, they've got some home cooking. Like that team, that crowd, that arena is not rooting for the other team. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 cheering for good basketball, but Madison Square Garden during the regular season is kind of just like the uh, a neutral site almost because <laughs> the venue is so grand. Yeah, if you're playing there, and if you're in attendance, but now it's like this is Nick's faithful like side talk. NYC is out and about. Yeah, like people are pulling out like hypothetically. People are pulling out the tailgate equipment back out. Oh, yeah. Like people are pulling oh, yeah. the flags back out. Like yeah. the car stickers. They're, they're, hat, they're walking like, into work with the varsity jacket. They're the the varsity jacket that their dad got in like the eighty seven yeah. season. They got the new Nike jerseys, the retro yeah. jerseys. Yeah, yeah. They got they got the mellow like twenty fifteen Christmas jersey. Dude, the streets are awake. Like yeah, they, they've are. awakened, and no, it's because are. that team is good. There's not a. They don't really go toe to toe on paper with the heavyweights in this postseason, but they've just got a lot of warning signs for me now. If you're if you're playing them, it's like yeah. not to be taken lightly. Yeah, and might be working with something. I have them at seven, and at eight, I have Milwaukee. Wow, I have the Knicks ahead of Milwaukee. And Miami, because I think that if Miami were to win, I, right now I'm picking New York over them. I think New York's a better team. Mm-hmm. So the the my Miami Heat is still alive, but I think Milwaukee, not ruling them out yet either. They're the defending champ, not the defending champs, but they're former champions. Yeah, and they have one of the you know, unstoppable cards to play. So if they can get them back, they're still to be reckoned with. But Miami and Sacramento are, they have asterisks next to their names on this list because they're almost interchangeable with the teams that they're playing against. Yeah. No, that's That's an interesting list. Milwaukee, it is good. We had a very comparable tiers of our list. Yeah. Boston's at the top. They are surrounded by four other West Western Conference teams. Those being the Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets, and Suns. And then after that, we address, you know, Philadelphia still there, but they're not where they should be anymore. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, it's New York is knocking if that's the case. And yeah. whoever comes out of Milwaukee and Boston in Miami. So I like it, man. Um, I, I like where this stands and what this looks like after the second week. So I'm glad we got that out. Let, let's move on to our all NBA lists because those announcements should be coming in soon. I don't know when they're expected officially, but it feels like the time when they're about to come out. So I wanted to get our takes on who they were before the official lineups were out 
And this was a very, very difficult exercise. Man, was it ever? Was it and ever? I see, and I understand why the league is implementing the 65 game rule. Wherever, whatever number you think is appropriate, whether it's 65, whether it's 60, whether it's 70 or whatever. Whatever it is. I get there just being a cutoff because yeah, it's sure. so gray. Oh, yeah. And you're splitting hairs. There's contract kickers and all of these things. And there's relationships and the public aspect of it all. So I get why the debate happens around these awards. So let's, how do you want to go about it? You want to go uh, top down or? No, let's start with 13, work our way up. Okay. 13. You You want to hear mine? Yeah, let's go. I'll hear yours. 13. Oh, man. This third team has scribbles next to it. At guards. I also went standard two guards, two fours in the center. In the center. Yep. That's how it is. That's how it is, I'm pretty sure. Yep. That may or may not change. So, third team I have at guards, Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Mm. Mm. At forwards, I have LeBron. And DeMontis Sabonis. Ooh. In that center, I have AD. <laughs> you have who, Embiid? I have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's a crazy – that's a crazy list. I don't expect my third team to resemble the third team that comes out. Okay. I have an argument for it, but that's just the one that – based off of what the current rules are, which are up in the air and before it all changes, that's the list that I'm, this is the final list that I'm just comfortable with and it's my list. So I don't think it's going to be, it's going to satisfy everybody at all. It won't, but yeah, that's, that's mine. Let me, let me hear yours. At 13, we're a little, we're, we're a little different actually on ours. Um, At guards, (laughs) <laughs> I have I have Jalen Brunson. I have Devin Booker. I have James Harden as my first forward. I don't know if that counts. I don't know. <laughs> he, I love it though because I wanted Harden on there and he deserves it. He did. He almost led the league in assists. He averaged essentially twenty and ten. Yeah, you can maybe replace. Devin Booker with I'll Harden. You, He's a guard. Yeah, I'll let you finish because the forwards were tricky. Yeah, were a little. It was skinny, uh, based on whatever your criteria was. Yeah, I'm I'm putting Harden as a forward at my other forward. The resurgence of Larry Bird took form after Danny Ainge took office, and it Laurie. instilled itself within Laurie Markkinen. Laurie's on the list. He was on my Laurie- list. Laurie was an all-star. Laurie played out of his mind this year. And because this is all NBA, we have to take in the entire regular season. Utah was winning games early on. Wasn't the case down the stretch. And Laurie played a great, a great season. He deserves to be third team, in my opinion. And at center, I have Sabonis at center for my third team, actually. I have Sabonis as a center. Very justifiable. And I, you know, pulled up NBA.com to reference some of this stuff. And it doesn't help at all when you pull up DeMontis Sabonis in yeah. his position, says forward dash center. 
Yeah, I didn't know where to put him. It doesn't help when you pull up Jalen Brown and it says yeah. guard slash right. forward. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. What are we supposed to do then? And I yeah. guess I, I know I think the voters they go down to minutes played per position, and right? It's a little more technical. But, but we have that's, live that's, that we had to take care of before we could get into that. Sorry, guys. If you want to sponsor us, though, please go yeah. more than so we can actually spend some time looking into stats like that. I like that we agreed Sabonis earned a spot. Yeah, because the numbers are there. The numbers are in the ballpark of eighteen. 12 and seven yeah second league in assists only to ad except he played about 20 i believe the number was 23 games more than anthony davis so he ran away with the total rebounds number but mm-hmm. he was 12.3 ad was 12.5 wow. ad makes my list because there were stretches of the season where you sad to say is the best player in the league and if yeah. you get that stretch to me you're all nba <laughs> you're all nba somewhere yeah. and with the yeah. centers just being a clear, you know, two guys are are in stone or in ink on this list. Mm-hmm. That third one, it had to be AD for me. And it could it's ar- arguably could be higher, but that argument doesn't stand much of a challenge against him beating Jokic. So AD made my center spot. And also, and then my my other factors were it was where your team finished in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So let me just take that into consideration. How how things turned out, yeah. and then games played, which you know next year the standard will be sixty five. For me this year, I think LeBron was the lowest at fifty five or so, and I was going I was making the argument for Harden, and I think Harden came in at forty nine, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, and it yeah, no, and so but when it comes to injuries, I don't want it to. That's why I'm saying the number, whatever the number is, let's just let that be the number because yeah. you'll you'll argue all day long on which art which number is appropriate. Yeah. But for me, if you're dealing with injuries and you're really, you know, just you're injured, mm-hmm. but you're playing the bulk of your availability, you're not on this. I'm just, you know, Kyrie Irving is at the top of this, you know. It's a, it's a league leader in points per game. Not the league leader, but he's amongst the top. And it's just like, you, you, I'm not going to, you know, spot, throw all the shade on Kyrie, but you can't have the Kyrie type absences mm-hmm. and then just, you know, loss into one of these spots. But if you're hurt, I'm not going to really knock you for being one of the best players when you were playing. And yeah. we all should agree but right. you weren't playing the time when you were injured. And then you still got back from that and were one of the best ones. But, right. but yeah, all that stuff is, you can debate about it. But it felt weird to not have LeBron on the All-NBA team, especially when you look at the numbers. He averaged 28, 8, and 7. The percentages weren't great. Three-point was actually pretty nasty, 32. Free throws were about 75. And twos, he was still 50%. So... The, the percentages weren't great, but you look at how the team finished and you look at that's, you know, that Lakers team is just an interesting one. But now, I don't know if you're if you're saying this is a regular season award, I understand LeBron's probably not making it this year. I have him. I have him on my second team. That's actually that's interesting. See, I, I didn't really know he had, but Lori was on that. Lori was on the brim for me. Yeah. And 
I kind of, I actually look, I think he finished about 55, about the same as LeBron. Yeah. I was like, that team faded. Great case. The case, the case is still there. Yeah. And the all-star case was even stronger because it was that first half of the season. So mm-hmm. still a great year for him on most improved ballots and all of that jazz, but uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Second team, shall we? Let's do it. I've got Steph. At my other guard, I've got Jalen Brown. At the forwards, I have Jimmy Butler and LeBron James. Wow. At the center, at the center I have Embiid. Wow. I have Embiid. So. And so I'll explain this list a little bit. Yeah. Steph, obviously, right now is the best point guard in the league. And you can debate about it with anybody else. I don't want to hear, oh, Dame. I don't want to hear, oh, De'Aaron Fox. No. No. It's Steph. Yeah. You can go ahead. You can tell me it's whatever. It's been Steph. It's been Steph. It's been Steph. Okay. So it's Steph. Let's just stop with, with the Steph BS. until further notice. Yeah. It's Steph until somebody dethrones Steph. And it's not happening right now. And the only reason he's second is because. He missed a lot of some, games. Yeah. We've got some stat freaks. And he missed a he missed a chunk, yeah. but the record and the difference was so visible. It's just like we're with not the, we're not ignoring that, yeah, at all. And I have Jalen Brown in my other guard because Jalen Brown's a monster this season. You haven't there's really I think not he was undeniably player. All NBA this year. Yeah, without a doubt, I think he averaged yeah. like twenty four or twenty five. He was on the best team in the East. More dare I say? Yeah, he might have been like north of twenty five and. How is he not all NBA when you have two wing players that are both averaging like 26, five and five. So he made all NBA for me. Jimmy Butler, obviously at a forward position, forwards are kind of tricky. Um, he still paced Miami. He was still their best player. And you're seeing what he's able to do in this playoff series. That's just a mere glimpse into what he's been doing all season. You have LeBron because in my opinion, you don't have a season where the guy passes Kareem in total points and he averages like 29, five and five, and he doesn't make an all NBA team. Like you're going to protect this. Come legs. on, brother. Come on. So <laughs> he, he, he's in my opinion, he's second team just based on Come numbers. On. And then I have Embiid at the second team because I believe Embiid is going to win MVP, but they're going to snub him of the all NBA. So they're going to give the all NBA to Jokic. And the debate in the off season will be how could Embiid be second team when he just won MVP? And it's like, well, they need storylines to continue in the summer because football's right around the corner. So <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. And that's my second team. <sighs> so I'm with you on everybody. I had LeBron on third. He was on, he was amongst the list of just final four that were going into these blank forward spots. But I'm with you uh, on that one. Steph check i have steph on this team he was the first name on this second team list i have Jokic at center which i went back and forth he probably is going to get first team especially because the team had the best overall record so that debate's probably not really there outside the fact that hey a couple times they came side to side and down the stretch one got the edge over the other and yeah. if we're just putting these two next to each other and kind of not really making it all that gray uh, on this season, I'm going with Embiid first. Embiid was yeah. the most dominant player in the league this year. 
Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, so that that that's my argument for that. But so Steph at one guard spot. Yeah, John Morant at the next guard spot. I wanted to slot John there. I didn't know where I could. Jalen Brown at the forward spot. Nice. Julius Randle. Yeah, I thought about slotting him in there over Jimmy Butler, believe it or not. At the second team forward spot where you have Jimmy Butler. And essentially, we just went down. We, we just chose two different names out of a hat. Yeah. Because Jimmy Butler is on my list down here. I also have Kawhi and PG on this list. I also have Lori Marketing on this list. I have Drew Holiday on this list. I had De'Aaron Fox on this list. And those guys, those last couple weren't forwards, but I went with Randall, man, because yeah. I was sold on a Nick being there. I think you had Brunson third team, right? Brunson third team, yeah. Right. I, I went Randall. Randall played a few a few more games. I think he actually, when you're looking at the league leader in points, he's in the top five, pretty wow. certainly, in terms of games played. He was at he was at 71, 72. Wow. Yeah, so I, I'm here for that. The numbers were about 25 and 10. I'm here for that. You yeah. got to have the engine. And if you you really went and performed on a nightly basis. And he's a big part of that. Team, you like it right. And my and Jimmy Butler had a case. He was he was it was him or LeBron essentially for that third team because Sacramento had such a good team's, you know, success. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give Jimmy Butler the nod over Sabonis. And Bron and AD took those other, you know, front court spots. So I went with Randall. I think he might get the third team nod, but I had him ahead of Sabonis and ahead of Bron. Yeah. Sabonis is on third team because I, I really wanted to get Fox in here, but the bar is higher for guards. Yeah. And I think he was the first one out to miss the cut for the guards for me. Wow. So it's like he's playing next to another all nba which I would have given the nod to outright, yeah. but you got the position nod. So right. I have Ja on second team, which I guess this means you have Ja first team or you have, oh, you have no Ja, right? You said you couldn't figure it out. I have no Ja. Man, I had to do it. Ja Morant on the season, 26, five and eight, mind you. Wow. So he also had the stint of missed games that weren't injury related and he didn't just ask to sit those games. It was this weird, let's assess you this punishment and blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that was a huge chunk either. He also had, he played through some injuries, but with all that being said, he still played in 61 games and Memphis had the second best record in the West. So job was originally third team for me, but I looked at how many games Booker had actually played. And Booker yeah, was closer was to 50. Yeah, he was hurt. So he was. But in that chunk, he, it was like, come on, man, this guy's. So Book still got on there. Donovan Mitchell was 28, 5 and 5, essentially. And I don't know how, I don't know if I love him being there. He's there ahead of Dame and ahead of Fox. I kind of like Fox being there more. Mm-hmm. But I gave it to Donovan Mitchell and mm-hmm. I got John Moran on there. Interesting. Very interesting. I didn't put John Moran on there because how do you explain the fact that they win so often without him and they just feel like such a cohesive unit without them? 
like all their other guys can get involved a little more and you see them play a little, dare I say, freer, looser. Yeah, yeah no, this is definitely. definitely a difference. Last season, he had, I think he was absent for a longer stretch. Yeah. So he was a part of the success more this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm not, I'm, I'm poking th- those holes. guard spots are tough. They're really tough. No, I mean, I'm also poking holes a little rhetorically, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just for the sake of devil's advocate. But I, I also think the reason why I didn't put him on my list is because I don't think the NBA will put him on their list this year, just with all the controversy and stuff. They like, probably will. And then and I had to go second because I'm like, all right, if I'm looking at this, he's at least second. So if he's not on the list, you guys got funny with your vote. Yeah. And I think people will. I think people will. That's why. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm saying I tried to essentially predict what they'll be. No, I feel you. I feel you. And it's an interesting, Yeah, it's a random almost outcome yeah. of like a yeah. list of guys that, you know, you know, will end up making it. For sure. Should we do first team? Yeah, I guess before we do, because this should be the same, but when they do switch to 65 games, Say they did, that would yeah. really benefit guys like Fox this year. I think he was 70-plus. Yeah. yeah. And even big men, you know, the, the conversation would get really thin because you're going to have to be very, very present. Let's get these first teams in. I got you. You ready? At the guard spots, the Aaron Fox. You let me. You said you let me set myself up like that. You would have no Luca. <laughs> I don't want Luca in there. You would have no Luca. Why would I put him in there? And wow, it's been wow. how long? Luca's been in the league for four years now. Maybe five. You know what? You know what? Same question I've been Maybe asking. Five. Four years. Maybe five. Plays no defense. If you're all NBA, it means you reflect both sides of the ball. There is involvement on both sides of the ball. I if Luca spent the same amount of time arguing every little ticky tack call that he doesn't get by 20 minutes of cardio at the treadmill speed of six and maybe some cone shuffle drills like lateral quickness, he'd be all NBA first team. He doesn't play defense. He's not on this list. He doesn't play defense. He's just defense not on this for that. Like that's why that's why I respect the Jimmy Butler positioning. Cause I'm looking at the top scorers and I'm going through 50 and I'm like, all right, well, if you're not in the top 50, you can't be in consideration for one of these spots. Yeah. But this was a crazy year where 56 guys scored 20. So now I'm looking at I'm like, all right, actually, no. That's where I added guys like Jaron Jackson, guys like Drew Holiday. Halliburton made my, you know, extended list. Yeah. And looking at Kawhi and PG, which very funny side note, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had nearly identical stat lines on the season this year. Wow. It's actually crazy. Wow. It's actually crazy. I'm gonna pull that up in just yeah. in just a second after you go. But yeah, yeah. pull it, pull yeah, it up. Yeah, no, the, the defensive yeah. aspect is I, I respect it. So at my first guard, Aaron I Aaron Fox Deere. first team. Respect. And here's why. The team was a top three seed in the West. Yeah, you you got me. He was clearly the engine outside of Sabonis. He shoulders a very large offensive role that requires a ton of responsibility. He plays defense, as you can see from this playoff series. This isn't his first time playing defense. He doesn't argue calls, blah, blah, blah. He had a great season. He's having having a top 10 moment. He's having a this is what you guys think John Moran is moment. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And he takes those matchups personally and he performs. He's the clutchest player in the league. The I'll, I'll reference the 2K theory because 2K isn't putting respect on his name either yet. He's still, I think, at an 89 or a 90. Wow. Where they've had Josh as high as a 94 on this game. Yeah. And I get that because I, you know, hey, I, I get it because it's a video game. And that's where the video mm-hmm. game element just comes into it. Yeah. But Fox deserves a 93 right now. At least he's cooking. He's playing well within their offense. He has a great, he's a three level score. He can beat you off the dribble. He can beat you off the catch. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's having a top 10 discussion performance this postseason. Yeah, absolutely. I have De'Aaron Fox as my first guard. As my second guard, I have SGA. As do I. He had an incredible season. He plays both ends of the ball. He's clearly the leader of that team. They almost made the playoffs in a rebuilding year. And he is clearly the franchise cornerstone of that team. He has stayed there, never complains about his situation. He's been traded. He's performed everywhere. I think I would have to go back to maybe Harden's first year in Houston, where a similar breakout season comes to mind. Mm-hmm. of a player like well we think this guy has a really high ceiling wow this guy just had an incredible season yeah. <laughs> like that fast and kind of Giannis yeah. had a, a build into it but then once he was there it was it was it was very official Apparent, he, yeah. he was officially there yeah but this Shay came out of nowhere where he made the thunder like a matchup nightmare on the calendar when they had absolutely no business being yeah and I love your Fox argument because he was the best fourth. He was the best crunch time player in the league. He's the one with he, he John Morant and Darren Fox were my first were my 13 guards at first. And they have scribbles next to their names and I don't feel yeah. good about it. Yeah. And I would probably give Fox the, the Mitchell spot and Booker with the games played just kind of makes it because I know he's just the best shooting guard in the league. He kind of makes it, but. I would love to have Fox in one of those spots too, but I went with Luca because it was just like, let's not play. Let's not kid ourselves. I think there's some, it's still partly egregious, you know, the ending to that season, that team not being in the playoffs, this flame out, whether it was tanking, whether it was let's keep the draft pick, which there was definitely some chicanery about. Yeah. There, there, there were some, there was some attempting to salvage the picks. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Mark Cuban of it all is the question mark. But I think given all of that, it's it's reason to be like, let's imagine this guy on any other team right now. Almost, you know, literally, let's imagine him anywhere else. And this isn't to throw shade at Dallas, but it's sounding a lot like it. I am listening to this come out like all of you are. But it's just that shouldn't have happened. But let's not kid about who this player is. This player's this player's crazy. He's Maybe crazy. I'm a hater. Maybe I'm a hater. I'm, I respect it though because he 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 went down as Luca and SGA just because I had already come to terms with the fact that the numbers were crazy. Mm-hmm. In that, I'm not know. saying he's not an individual talent. Right. I just think when you form these teams, but I put this be. yeah I put this first team down rather quickly. Yeah, it was Luka, pretty straightforward in my opinion. Luca Luca made the first cut for me, but Luca SGA, 
We have Tatum. I know we have, I have Tatum. Tatum as well. I have Tatum at the forward. I know we have Giannis. We both have Giannis as the other forward. And, and like you said, at the center. you win Jokic, I win Embiid. But yeah, Tatum, Giannis, SGA were locks. Yeah. This year. The only thing I almost I almost <laughs> put Dame over De'Aaron Fox, believe it or not. Dame, I just interesting case. The the where the team finished argument took precedence for Dame for me because I never took them serious. Yeah, at all, at any point. And I felt like Damian Lillard had played less games than he actually did. He was in the 60s. So I was like, okay, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't knock him. But still, I just kind of didn't take him seriously enough to to give him the nod over guys like Fox, who I was, you know, trying to find a way on there. And John Morant and Booker is just like, no, I'm not like Damian. You're not touching Steph. You're not touching Shea. Yeah, not touching. You're not, you know. I got Luca ahead of you as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Dame, Dame was an early like, damn, this is going to be a snub, but it's just he's not making it. It is what it is. Sorry, it's the name of the game. Yeah, I thought about getting Jaron Jackson on there on third team. I did. Really? Thought about it. Smelled. He's foul. He's he's a foul trouble magnet. He had a season that, you know, it, it kind of calmed some of my worries about him. Yeah, that's it, fair. And, like you great. know what? Maybe he was just twenty two. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, trying to guard the best, you know, guys in the league, right. best big guys in the league, you know, which is a task or, you know, just in playoff, you know, pivotal moments where the guard play is so crazy. Yeah. So he he kind of right at the ship for me. I'm like, OK, I, I can buy back in, the, you know, why this guy has the stock that he has. But, yeah, no, it was a funny, funny exercise. But, man, the guards and forwards of it all, I I, I guess it really called for some regulations to come in. Yeah. Yeah. And before we go, let's just mention what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were on the season. Yeah. I'm interested. They somehow both finished with 23.8 points per game on the season. Both averaged 23.8 points per game. Both averaged six rebounds. 6.5 for Kawhi, 6.1 for Paul George. Wow. PG had 5.1 assists. Kawhi had 3.9. They both had a steal and a half. Wow. Kawhi had less turnovers, nearly half. And if we're talking games played, Kawhi played 52. Paul George played 56. Wow. Wow. They've become the same guy. Yeah. Wow. That's it. That's impressive. That is statistically such an anomaly. I feel like I, I can't. That was so, I could I almost couldn't you know wrap my head around these numbers are this close yeah so, so yeah Clippers blow it up <laughs> blow it up blow it up do your best we hope you guys have a good week we're gonna call it a pot and hopefully the All NBA list come out this week because yeah. we gave it a thorough breakdown and I'd love to see what really shakes this week. Oh yeah. And other than that, we got some some matchups in round two that need to be solidified. So that means we're gonna get a really good week of basketball. What do we have tomorrow? We have two games, Bucks Heat, Grizzlies, Lakers. Quick predictions. I'm gonna go the lines Milwaukee minus five point five. I'm gonna go Miami. I'm taking Miami with the points. Grizzlies, Lakers, Lakers minus four and a half. 
I'll take the Lakers. That's where it gets really scary for Milwaukee. They don't want yeah. to be in three one territory. Yeah, Giannis is going to be a game time decision. I think that Milwaukee, similar to Boston, gets one of these road games. Yeah. So I'm going to say Milwaukee and I'm going to say L.A. There we go. Uh, Good pod. Let's have a good week, everybody. We will be back to talk very soon. We can assure you of that. Till next time.